Air Comfort Solutions text line. We might be having our best day ever on it. Um, but we owe you the top five stories today. I had to laugh at this. In fact, I thought this text was so good, I sent it to one of my best friends. <laughs> um, Big Bad Wolf rides. By the way, Jocelyn Allo, player of the year, Jordy Ball, uh, freshman of the year. We'll get to it in the top five stories today. But the Big Bad Wolf rides. Wait, what position does Allo actually play? Holy crap, I've never realized I've only seen her bad. <laughs> well, Big Bad Wolf, don't worry. Um, that's all. She's the DP this year. Now, she she'll play some outfield, and she can't. She's not a bad outfielder. But right now, with Riley Boone and Jada Coleman and Alyssa Brito, you have about as athletic of an outfield as you can have. Unless... You know, Rayleigh Poe gets back some desire to to want to try to play again. Those are your three best athletes you could have out there until a Hannah Core continues to come around. So that's that's a very funny text. But when Jossie came in, she had caught a lot. But you know, you had when she came here, you had Leah Wodak, you had Lindsay Elam, uh, Kenzie Hansen was already committed and coming in. Um, Kinsey Kelso. So you didn't really and I don't think Jossie had a desire to catch. But yeah, she's played some outfield. The best um, part Ford of Cop that sooner, right? The best part of that text is the fact right. that uh-huh. it comes after the text to in front of it where it was actually typed out Paulo, which tells me that you have been paying attention, my friend, to some comments that may or may not have been made by one Boncaro about the Oklahoma City Thunder, whatever. <laughs> Seattle, the Supersonics, you know the drill. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty funny. Um, By the way, I, I have that in the – do you just want to hit the top five stories of the day here real quick? Because I do have that in the top five stories of the day. And I have a – I have a bone to pick with you people. I have a bone to pick with you people. We've got issues right now, and it's a sports-related bone I've got to pick with you. So, Josh, before we hit the top five stories of the day, um, who is our number three brought to you by here on The Plank Show? Well, that is a fabulous question, and thank you so much for asking. It's brought to us by Rooftech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Give Josh Tucker and the crew at Rooftech a call for all of your roofing needs, 405 703 4245 roof deck fully insured and regulated by the Oklahoma construction industries board. You can always hit us up on the air comfort solutions text line 405-651-3439. For those of you that have these super secret textoso lines, I use it plural, use it and the old school way hit us up on the phones at 405-329-9000. Let's go. Uh, top five stories of the day. Big story. Number five, number five, So over the last 24 hours, Duke, I almost said senior. Gosh, I'm really getting old. Duke standout, Paulo Boncaro, made some news when he said in an interview that he didn't like Oklahoma City growing up because he was a Seattle fan. Um. It's funny. He says he grew up a Seattle Seahawks fan, but didn't carry his fandom with the franchise after it switched to a new city. 
You want to hear the the cut so you can get some perspective on it, or yeah, I or, do or, because or, or, no, I'm curious stuff. if there was anything outside of just that clip that's been making the rounds. I mean, like what? Okay, what was the question that was asked him? Because look, I, there's a good chance he could be coming to Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he talked with something called Zag's blog. Um, and and he was asked about like just some of the Zag teams Bulldog- in the top five. I, mean, I grew up with the Sonics a little bit. What's that, dude? I'm sorry. No, you're good. I did like for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Is this who he sat down with? I I guess so. I mean, I don't I don't know. Whatever. Whatever it does. Whatever matter. Zag's blog is, that might be it. I, mean, I grew up with the Sonics a little bit. Um, I was like six, I think, when they left. Um, so I I never liked the Thunder. But um, so that was it. And then what's funny is immediately in my mentions, it becomes, whoa, how, how could he say he was five years? First tweet I get on this, Josh. I mean, you can go look at the tweet. And I'm not and I like Perry a lot, um, who actually Perry Thomas, good dude. But the very first tweet that I get is, what was he like five years old? Well, yeah, that's that's what he that's what he said in the cut. He said I was like five years old when they left. He's 19 years old, and the Thunder have been in the OKC for 14 years. Just how much growing up with the Sonics did he do? That's what he, that's what he just said, right? I mean, my when the Rams moved back to L.A., I've told this story a lot. My dad was a diehard, diehard Rams fan, dude. Like, And I know that's kind of wild because – they had only moved there in like '93, but he loves football and he loves having a team to root for. And he just immersed, and they were good too, right? No one wants to root for a team that sucks. So, my dad, and as soon as the Rams left, he was done with them. Why can't people accept that? I mean, we love the Thunder. Right? It's been great for this state and this, um, this city, and it's, I think it's been great for sports fans too. And they're and they, they've been good outside of this last couple years rebuild. Why can't people just say I get it? Seattle guy, they left. Why does it? Why do we have to become detectives? Well, he was like six years old. He just said that. That's what he said in the cut. He said, "Listen, when they left, I was like done with them because the Sonics were my team, and that's how I grew up with." I'm sure he has aunts and uncles and and, and his parents and his and his I don't know friends who would. The Sonics were in Seattle for 40 years, people. They had a history and tradition. So I kind of accept why people would still be upset about them leaving. And I completely understand why someone, when they were five or six years old, had their team ripped from them, might say, I want to follow that team. I don't, again, that's not going to stop the Thunder from drafting him, which is the funniest thing ever. But why, why do people feel like there needs to be an investigation into this? It's fine. It happens. It's sports. It's not going to affect whether or not he ends up in Oklahoma City or not. We got our feelers hurt. Anytime somebody brings up the Seattle thing and how dare they take our team. But, you know, it is what it is. There's going to be hard feelings there for folks from Seattle. And whether he was four, five, six, seven, whatever young age you want to pick in there, it's not even that Paulo Boncaro hated the Oklahoma City Thunder. I grew up hating John Elway because guess what? My family grew up. <laughs> I grew up with my family hating John Elway. Beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, right? And that's what you heard about growing up. So 
It's like that's just how it is. It's like, do I vividly remember John Elway beating Kansas City in the playoffs in Arrowhead? Yeah, kind of, but sure, but yeah. not not oh, as well as oh others would. But guess what? You gotta hate the guy. <laughs> you beat us. If we had a player of the game, if we had a player of the game in the Air Comfort Solutions text line, there would be one heck of a battle today between Dallas Bill, Jesse G, and Big Bad Wolf, who just tweeted in, tell Paulo if he likes to shop, this isn't the place for him, apparently. That's true. Yeah. We need to look into that. Is he into, like, painting his fingernails uh, and shopping? How, how about uh, oh foot stuff gosh. he could... I mean, that wouldn't be a problem. Uh, so funny. So funny. Um, and then someone writes, if Chad is available at number two and the Thunder take Boncaro, it will be the worst swap since Jordan and Bowie. Um, Bowie, sorry, Sam Bowie. Because there was David Bowie and then there was Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie? I, that shows you how. By the way, Sam Bowie ended up having a really nice career with the Lakers, and, and it's just he wasn't Michael Jordan. <laughs> Uh, no, stop it. Don't do that to yourself. Chet, I like, I've started to turn a little bit on Chet Holmgren, but not enough to where I want him at number two. I firmly now entered into this position where I think he's going number one. Holmgren? So that's how, yeah. Now I'm, uh, I'm back and forth on it, but I kind of think I'm, I think there's four players in play for number one. And what what I just tell you guys yesterday, don't listen to anything that's out there. So take this with a very small grain of salt. I think four players are in play at number one. I think Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, Paulo Boncaro, and and I'm kind of torn, Josh. We need to have a conversation about Keegan Murray or Jay Nivey. I everyone that's come up with this idea that the Thunder are going to get Ivy at twelve have to stop it because Jaden Ivy yeah, is no, not going happen. to be there at twelve. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, you will not be there at twelve. Agreed. Right. Here's what we should do, man. We should take like Jabari or Paulo Boncaro at th- two, then take Chet Holmgren at twelve, and then we can get that Iowa <laughs> that's kid. Right. We'll trade at, up. Like, we'll get Ivy at twenty four. I think we're smarter than that. I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious, but yeah. Back, the original point is don't get too caught up in this and don't try to overanalyze it. He even said it. Listen, I was six when they left. I'm mad about it. Never really liked them. It happens. It's sports. Sucks that he's coming to OKC. I mean, that's really yeah. disappointing for him and his family. You better get comfortable in that Oklahoma City uh, color scheme, which I'm going to go back through. The whole interview is uh, 23 minutes on zagsblog.com with Jacob Polachek, who gives Carrot Top a run for his a mop. But I'm going to I'm going to dig through it and get the full context of it because I do kind of think it's a much to do about nothing. I I, I really really truly do. I I think right, so um, too. All right, big story number 4. Number 4. So, if you were mad online about Paulo Boncaro, let me let me bring you back in with a little hug today because there is consistently more issues surrounding Deshaun Watson and what is now starting to look more and more like something the NFL has to take action on quickly. 
Yesterday, the news broke that a 23rd lawsuit had been filed against Deshaun Watson. And did you hear the reason why she decided to file the lawsuit, Josh? Yeah, had watched some documentary, right? She watched the real sports, and she heard everyone else talking, and then saw the continued arrogance of Deshaun Watson and the people involved. And so she told her story, which, by the way, <laughs> the, we can't talk about the details of her story on, on, on the air. I like my job too much. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. I haven't, I haven't looked into it yet. Well, it's not that it's gruesome, Josh. Is there a way that we can play technical difficulty music and I can tell it in your? Yeah, if you give me just a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find some, find some technical difficulty music, and there's a couple of things that she said where you're like, "Oh my God, that's public now." Um, but I'll, we'll do it during the break. We'll do it during the break. Yeah, we will not do it live. We won't. We won't do it live. That'll Here's a, a new one from Sting. That'll be that'll be a private <laughs> private day. But here is here is what uh, came from it. There's going to be a 24th lawsuit coming. Now Watson's attorneys are continuing to try to make this about Tony Busby and the accuser's attorney, but apparently there's a 24th accuser who is about to come forward. Oh, my goodness. Now, I understand. I get it. Suddenly, everyone's a legal expert, and every Browns fan uh, is here to tell us that this is all a money grab. But I don't know that most Browns fans necessarily are that way. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a good portion that are. But I I see a lot of Browns fans that are like, yeah, I don't know that I necessarily wanted this to happen. But breaking news, it looks as if we will have a 24th accuser against Deshaun Watson. Unbelievable. All right, big story number three. Number three. So uh, we, we've been talking about this, getting to it at some point this morning. Uh, we'll go more in depth after big story number one. But at the very least, uh, Nick Saban had continued to reaffirm his stance at the SEC meetings that he's always been a fan of NIL. Right, Nick? You know, this whole name, image, and likeness thing for you know players to be able to earn money. So it's just something that I think we need to make sure that we have a uniform way to have equitable competition. Uh, it's transparent. We protect the student-athlete. And, you know, boosters have never been involved in recruiting. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll not allow that to happen. Yeah, and again, he hammered home that point. You know, I also think that, you know, boosters, you know, should continue to be precluded from recruiting, including use of, you know, name, image, and likeness offers, you know, prior to, you know, enrollment. And agreed. Agreed, agreed, Nick. You you win again. Ah, you just dang you, Nick Saban. Bully Jimbo points. Fisher. Take that. Uh, and Kirby Smart was. I guess every coach was asked about the feud between Saban and Jimbo. Uh, here's what Kirby Smart had to say. To be honest with you, my phone started blowing up right when Jimbo hit press conference, and I haven't thought about it a day since. Because in the world that we operate in. 
you're worried about what's in front of you right now, which is the 15 recruits I'm trying to get on the phone, the conversations I'm trying to have. have. I'm not really worried about a feud between two guys that used to sit in the same staff meeting and have similar conversations. I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes things get heated. You'd rather not be in the, in the, in the public uh, arena. But things like that happen. I mean, you guys should be on the headphones sometime. You'd think that was a Mickey Mouse. So um, it just so happened in front of everybody, and it's not something that I prefer to comment on. To be honest with you, I'm I'm worried about what we do at Georgia, and that's my focus. I just there you I, go. I love I love that this is given uh, a, a reason to amp up SEC spring meetings talk. But here's the funny part: everyone got all of their. Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher stuff out of the way. Now, Josh, we, okay, what are we doing? Are we are we doing the three and six? Are we doing the one and seven? Where are we with scheduling? Because of all the things that didn't seem to have a resolution yesterday, that appeared to be one of them. I mean, I saw outside of the reports we had yesterday morning, I didn't see anything come out about that yesterday. No, and it's disappointing. I just love that college football really is a it's a good prism to look through like business and professional society. We we have to have too many meetings, don't we? I mean, we just can't get things done. It's well, let's discuss it further, you know. That that could work, but you know, it's like just pick a scheduling model discuss it and get it over with it should be the three six model it makes the most sense get it done nobody's that smart just sit down and figure it out i mean my goodness same thing with a college football playoff i'm sick of all of you bozos sitting here presenting all these different ideas just pick one and let's go sorry i'm good preach pastor josh preach big story number two number two OU baseball is on the road They're off to Gainesville. They're off to Gainesville for the baseball regionals where they will play in the first round against Liberty on Friday. And then I don't a a perceived matchup with Florida, whom it blew my mind that they have never played before in the history of baseball. So OU baseball, Liberty, bring it on flames. This Friday, the one note did come out of the meeting with the media um, that Skip Johnson just had. I was hoping we'd have the audio before we got out of here today, maybe. Um, But they're a little bit, I don't want to say worried, but you are dealing with an illness for Peyton Graham. The good news is it's not COVID-related and it's strep throat, which sucks. And it looks like he's not going to miss any time. We'll have a little bit more from Skip when we come back, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. The Plank Show will originate on Thursday. That's tomorrow's show, live from USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium as Oklahoma and Northwestern battle in game one of the Women's College World Series Sooners and Northwestern played in the 2019 Super Regionals. But, again, big news last night. Jordy Ball is named the freshman of the year, and Jocelyn Allo is named the player of the year. She becomes the second two-time winner of the player of the year award for Oklahoma Sooner softball. Kaylani Ricketts did it. Uh, so, Jossie wins it back-to-back years after Rachel Garcia wins back-to-back years. 
She's on a 10-game hitting streak. She's hitting 567 during this streak. She's had a hit in 16 of the last 17 games. She's had, during this hitting streak, six home runs and 17 runs batted in. And during the postseason alone, she's 9 for 14. Absolutely on fire. And deserving. We'll talk more softball on tomorrow's show. But when we come back, let's go in-depth on what we learned at the SEC meetings yesterday and what we could learn today. It's a blank show. What do you think, Josh, if I just tried the sales pitch of watch episode one with me and tell me what you think? You think that would work? But episode sure. one might be one of the scarier, but it's one of the scarier episodes of Stranger Things. In right? the first season? Yeah. My wife's not into Stranger Things. I am. But she doesn't like scary movies. I do. She didn't like anything that's remotely scary. I do. I like that feeling. I like that. I don't know if the term is endorphin or whatever it is. I like that kind of feeling that I get. Yeah, you like and you like being scared. You like you like the fear. You're like the, I still kind of like the scarecrow. I know, and I, and, I, and there's a new season of Stranger Things, so I want to be all in on it. Um, but I just I can't after after we watch a show, I can't stay up that late. And I do. I know this sounds crazy, and it might not seem like it if you listen to this show. But I do a lot of prep work. I mean, I really I read everything. I do more than play on Instagram reels. I do more than, you know, finish season 15 on Madden for Derek Carr and his 14 straight MVP awards. I mean, I actually do put some work in. So it's not like I can <laughs> stay God. up late. We got to watch. We got to watch it together. Watch it together. Yeah, 14 straight years, Josh. This is apparently his last year. It's kind of started to get some rumblings on the news. That Derek Carr might be retiring after this season on my Madden franchise. Oh, it's <laughs> which by the way, I'm on like there. I'm on like my eighth I'm on like my eighth different Madden franchise. I always try to rebuild the roster. While <laughs> now we're I on, figured out how you could juice your contracts. Just real quickly while we're on the topic, I won't ruin this for anyone, but oh, good point. what they've released of Stranger Things for is uh terrific. Though I would suggest everybody go watch really? Dark. That's what I'm re re binging currently. Pretty trippy Dark? stuff. Yeah, it's pretty trippy stuff. You got to watch it in mm. subtitles. So if that's a no go for you, I'm sorry. Um, I'm in. I'll check. But my, my whole point in going for a circle, us uh, full circle, is even if like she goes in her room or our room, I guess, and I stay in there and watch TV. I mean, I end up watching like Sports Center or something. I watch. I've start. I've done a 180 on Van Pelt recently. I'm kind of starting to dig it a little bit. Right. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm, this is kind of my type of show. Maybe I'm getting older and it's more in my demographic. Yeah, we just don't need Stanford Steve on there. Dude, why, how is he famous? I don't get well, it. Well, he's not. What? But... Um. So, anyway, my point is I'm two seasons into Stranger Things. I don't have the time to watch three and four. But if I can talk my wife into it, then maybe we can binge one through three real quick, and then I'll have four waiting for us. But I don't know. She doesn't like scary. And I contend, episode one, when Sissy Spacek, I mean, <laughs> who confuses Winona Ryder with Sissy Spacek? <laughs> what the heck is wrong I'll allow me? it. Whenever, Carry on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I was watching Three Mile Island last night, and there's a Silkwood reference in it in, in, the, in the, the final episode. I don't mean to derail you compl- here, but what is that? What the Three Mile Island? Uh huh. It's about the nuclear. 
the nuclear power plant in uh, in three at Three Mile Island where they had a near disaster. Now the the I noticed in a search on Twitter.com last night that there's a lot of people that are like, this is fear because nuclear energy is the safest. And I'm like, bro, you have a guy that worked in a plant that said literally they were using a crane that had they dropped the reactor, which, again, it was a um, it was a uh, broken crane, it would have caused <laughs> nice. a nuclear explosion. And you have people like, oh, that would never happen. Just yeah, you almost did. You got <laughs> lied to. Everybody just chill out. It's, it's nothing to see here. What do you – Oh, this is just fear stuff. I'm like, good, it should be, because that's scary as hell. But so we've been watching it, and and it's kind of got my wife back into wanting to watch Netflix stuff. So that's good. Like, why not Stranger Things? And I think if I get episode, but that that episode one when I know when Winona Ryder is in her home and everything's kind of freaking out, and all of a sudden the phone rings. <gasps> dude, that's one of the scariest things. That's one of the better kind of gotcha things in a long time. Because mm-hmm. I literally jump. I would ah. But new episode, new season, meh? It's, meh? No, nah, yeah, it's it's really good. I don't understand, oh, though. Oh, okay. It's got to be an advertising thing. So here's what they did, mm-hmm. right? They th- There's seven episodes that they've released. There's nine this season. They're waiting to release the final two until July 1st. So they just released these first seven and then July 1st, they're going to release the final two. It's just got to be like their opportunity to come back to the advertisers, right, and say, well, look, I mean, we had two days where <laughs> Stranger Things like totally dominated the world. It's so right. dumb. It's so dumb. They haven't even split the season. All. Yes. I don't want to wait. It's driving it's me crazy. That's the whole crazy. point of Netflix. That's what, that, that's what made it popular. I'm going to be curious to see. So in watching the NBA playoffs, I think you all have noticed – that and some of the Stanley Cup playoffs, TNT is doing a little bit of kind of Netflix type programming with one of the documentaries that they're doing. I'm gonna be real interested to see how people respond to that. Are they gonna be mad because they're not all available and you got to go back to the old school way of waiting around for it? I don't know. But there is your TV talk. It's in 33 on the Plank Show, live from Cavens Construction on a Thursday afternoon. Now, uh, moments ago, Jake Trotter just tweeted this. I don't know how good this audio is, so let's all find out together. Uh, Here's what Kevin Stefanski said about the 23rd lawsuit that had been filed against Deshaun Watson and kind of where the team is. I'm going to tell you with all that, uh, Tom, respectfully, I'm going to let the legal proceedings play out, uh, and I'm respectful of, of that process. I mean, what can you really say as a coach? Someone, Someone hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. And said, drop the eyeball emoji and said, Baker looking at that starting job. Um, I would love nothing more than for Baker to show up in Cleveland. I would love nothing more. But, again, they've done everything they can to turn him into the bad guy. And they they went out and they signed Jacoby Brissett, and they brought in Joshua Dobbs. Um, I wish he would. I wish he would. And can, But I get why he's not. And Browns fans, shut up. It's like, oh, so now he's staying away. Yes, he is. And you would too. But yeah, I'm just, uh, I think this is a cluster, you know what, for Cleveland right now. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And you know what it's doing? It's taking the story away from a pretty good roster that maybe had you decided to stick with Baker Mayfield, 
That's where the talk is. They had a podcast that got dropped the other night, and I don't remember who it was. Um, I think Indy Sooner retweeted it into my timeline, which was a bunch of Browns players they were talking to, and like, Baker's awesome in the locker room. You know, there was something there between him and Odell, but it didn't create problems with anyone else. And that's not the narrative that anyone wants to play. That's not the it, it, that's not the narrative anyone wants to have. And really, out. who hasn't had a little bit of a beef with Odell Beckham, right? Save for Matt Stafford, and that's really just Bro, because they won a Super Bowl and it's been like four games. They'll get there. I, I, I've never seen anyone have one good half in the Super Bowl. And listen, I'm not trying to mimic. Odell had a nice run with the Rams, right? He it really appeared as if okay, he's got some stuff on track here. And, and he was a, seen... he was a meaningful piece. He he was absolutely. Now, so, I, was I'm... he Cooper Cup for them? No, but he no. he did help them win that World Championship, no doubt. But I've never seen anyone that had three or four good games that suddenly washed away everything that made him unbearable. I, I I've never seen it before in my life. Because go back and ask Giants fans about him, right? <laughs> I mean, Browns people act like he was open every single time that the Browns had the football and Baker couldn't get it to him. He was not healthy. He, they made the trade and literally he got hurt right away. So I don't – I've never really – it's a big mystery to me and always will be. And I can't help but think it's, it's kind of this anti-Baker sentiment. But I'm not going to be that guy. A true sooner. I'm still mad at Miami U for those three losses in the 80. Yeah, probably right. Um, for the 405, have you watched Kenobi? Bro, I'm, I'm barely watching one episode of Three Mile Island right now. Hit me back in mid-June on that one. I have but my not, son. I would like to. Yeah, I, need, I my, need to do that. My son has, and all he's done is brag about it. Is it so, good? It's deep. I guess so. But again, I'm not. I also have not watched any of the Mandalorians yet either. No, so I know. I'm way behind on my Star yeah, I, Wars. I know. Me too, dude. I've got like so much to catch up. The, catch up on there. <laughs> I'd laugh at this. Um, oh, Trevor says it's good. All right. Well, listen, man. Trevor Lafoon's opinion is one that matters to me. I mean, I might still be a little bit bitter that the Extreme Outdoor um, endorsement didn't come my way. There might be a little pain in that, but. That's pretty awesome if if it gets the Trevor LaFoon seal of approval. Um, from the 580. Has, and we're hitting up the Air Comfort Solutions text line here. I kind of just randomly started reading off things. I, in, I was listening to our podcast the other day, and I realized maybe I should let you guys know that I'm hitting texts here <laughs> instead of just starting to spew off takes out of nowhere. Uh, has Grace Lyons taken over Michael Turk's hang time videos? Seems as if she's more popular than Turk. Just kidding. Love them both. I will say I talked to I talked to Turk uh, right before the Saturday game, and I was laughing because he threw that tweet out that said, um, what was it, like a 1,000 retweets and I'll punt a ball on the field? And he was so joking. But like three or four people tagged me like, hey, man, help him out with this. Retweet this. I'm like, no, he's not going to do it. He's not going to punt a ball in the middle of a super regional. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, that that does seem unlikely. Um, and then from the 405, perhaps, and by the way, first-time texter, first-time texter from the 405, perhaps you gentlemen have never understood 
the true meaning of the yield sign. When someone fails to yield, it means yelling, indicating extended left hand digit. Y-I-E-L-D. All right. I, I'm not a big middle finger guy, and I'm not trying to like be a smart aleck, but sometimes people will be like, hey, isn't that, isn't that the dude that does the scoreboard update on the field for OU? And so I don't want to get that taken away from you, <laughs> right. right, because I flip someone off in traffic. But I'll, I'll get on my horn, that's for sure. Isn't that that guy and that's I'll... associated with the University of Oklahoma Athletics Department, Chris Plank, that just gave me the bird? <laughs> I'm a big throw-my-hands-up guy, too. I better call his bosses right? and let them know that his the the frustration that he has shown me. I I am a big throw-my-hands-up. Da! Da! What are you doing? Have we taken our 1130 break yet? We are right now. Oh, okay. Um, here you go. On Kenobi. You don't get to see him watch yet, but the story is amazing. You know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, for those of us that, like, literally grew up, that were kids that bought the action figures and the wing fighters and all that stuff. And ben spent Kenobi. Probably thousands of money. Obi-Wan Kenobi was one of the great – Ben Kenobi was one of the great mysteries, right? Yeah. You didn't know anything about him. Until the prequels, uh, you, yeah, I guess. That's right. And I guess now you get an opportunity to learn a little bit more. I'm in. I'm all in. Benjamin I've Kenobi. I've got the higher ground. What's that? Benjamin Kenobi. Wouldn't it be fu- funny if you found out that his name was really Benjamin and he just went by Ben? Teddy yeah, I Kenobi. I to go by Ben. <laughs> All right, quick break. We're back uh, with a with a quick segment on some softball notes next. So, quick segment here, but I, I wanted to, at the very least, give a little bit of perspective on the Paulo Boncaro comments that I'm sure everyone is losing their minds about. You know, there's still 30 guys that haven't decided whether or not they're going to enter the draft. I mean, today's the day to withdraw your name and potentially stay in school. Um, Kevin McCuller, who announced that he was transferring to Kansas, still hasn't made it clear if he's coming back to school or not, (laughs) which is so weird. Uh, and as I understand, at least on this list, that uh, John Good, not famous actor John Goodman, uh, basketball reporter Jeff Goodman, <laughs> over the line, dude, over the line. You had, I was a little more intrigued with, with John Goodman, but go ahead. What do you think John Goodman's list of underclassmen entering the NBA draft would look like? <laughs> but Yeah, I don't know. As I was reading this list from Jeff Goodman, Max Abrams is still on this list. So, uh, Drew Timmy is still on. Uh, people that are undecided. Sharif O'Neal is on this list. But one of the guys who's staying in the draft and is going to be a top ten pick is Paulo Boncaro. I mean, we all we think he might even go number one overall in the draft, right? Um, there is a great chance of that. So, we went back during the break and listened to the full question with the answer to give true perspective on what he said about OKC. And then is there any one NBA team that you've grown up watching? You're obviously from Seattle. Um, is there any team that you've always dreamed of playing for or grew up rooting for? 
Um, kinda. Um, you know, I grew up with the Sonics a little bit. Um, I was like six, I think, when they left. Um, so I, I never liked the Thunder, but um, you know, I liked I like uh the Heat before and after LeBron and with LeBron. Um, I like the Trailblazers because that's the second closest team to home. Um, and that's the only, that's the only NBA game I've been to was the Trailblazers game. So I like the Blazers. Um, uh, I like the Lakers with that because LeBron's on there. Um, so yeah, but I'll probably say the Heat and the Blazers is the two main teams. Now, by the way, you noticed it right away, Josh. It sounds like there's a turn signal going on during that entire interview. I want to slap whoever that is knocking that pin around i think it's either a pin or a fan let's just say in watching this it's not the highest it's it's literally i think this is like a this dude that's doing this blog or that does this podcast has got to be like on cloud nine because i would imagine let me look here i'm not trying to be a jerk everyone do your own thing but jacob polachek has 19 subscribers to his YouTube page. Oh, my God. And he got Paulo Boncaro? Right. And I think it's part of his blog page. So it's it's it might be separate from, like, his personal page. But I think his most viewed video has 200 and – oh, there you go. 326 views. This thing is going to break all the records for him, and I'm happy for him. Yeah, no, that's good. But, but oh, my gosh, he has got to uh, – yeah, this thing already has 1,200 views, and it's and it's being aggregated by everyone. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be into the – don't you think it's going to get into the millions? I don't know. Maybe yes. not millions. Hundreds of thousands, though, right? Um. Yeah, it's funny, too, because now I, I like the people that are like, yeah, well, you just got to steer clear of him. No, stop. What are you doing? It's funny. Like I think it, you're telling me it's only had 1,200 views for now. And I don't know if it's posted somewhere else. Man, it's got to be, right? It's got to be because, right. I mean, I was hearing about this early yesterday. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it was like a nationwide story, right? Yes. It was a nationwide story. All right. Um, but, yeah, th- there's the full context. He's a regional guy. He's a Seattle kid. He admits, listen, I was six years old when they left, so I'm more of a Sonics guy, but they left, so I didn't care about him. So quit trying to do math. And, well, what was the only six years? Yeah, he just said that. He just said it. It's going to be good, Listen though. to the context. Good, good experience for Boncaro at a young age on just politically – how to how to run for office, how to kind of flip-flop. This will be good for him. As soon as he gets taken by Oklahoma City, he'll be able to backtrack that and say, well, you know, I never said I wouldn't play for OKC. Right, exactly. All right, hey, listen, um, we got one more segment left here from Cavens. We'll wrap it up right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we are 30 minutes, 30 minutes away from the Oklahoma Sooner press conference as – OU prepares for the Women's College World Series, and we'll be there tomorrow, Josh. We'll be there tomorrow. We're going to be, unless the NCAA shuts us down, we're going to be inside our broadcast booth. 
for at the very least two hours of the show. I see no reason why I might have to leave early unless Patty Gasso says, you got to come do our pregame interview now, which is possible. But National Player of the Year, National Freshman of the Year, I hope everyone is immersing themselves in just how special this run truly is. It is it, – it defies explanation sometimes. It really does. And to put a cap on the biggest topic on this show today, Fort Cobb Sooner, traffic complaints, writes, they designed these new on and off ramps for people that have common sense, just not that many people with common sense on the road. I mean, yeah, it's, it's easy enough. I mean, figure it out. Zipper method. Figure it out. Zipper method sucks because nobody is patient. Nobody is going to allow it. And I listen, I'm guilty of that sometimes. I'm not letting you over in my lane. I was here first. You try to come take it out of my cold, dead hands. Don't this you lane that I am in for approximately. Don't you bring that seconds. vehicle in my house. Get that weak stuff Dude, out of here. On Saturday after the softball game, so when I drive home, just real quick, I have to take highway. I take Highway 9, and I get on 35 South. I literally sat in that traffic of Highway 9 to 35 South like I was coming back from a football game. I have no idea what was going on, but let's let's just say we burned through some podcasts. We, we definitely helped the, the, uh, the TSL for the Ref Sports Radio Network during that stretch. Cavensconstruction.com. That's Cavensconstruction.com. Roofing, commercial building, you name it. They've got you covered. We'll see you back here tomorrow live from USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium for Josh on Plank. Show never stops on Twitter at Plank Show at Josh on Ref. Steelman and Thune at noon or next.